Welcome back to the Vacation Rental Micro School podcast. And this season is brought to you by our friends at Breezeway. And if you haven't heard me talk about Breezeway in previous episodes, then you need to go back and listen because Breezeway is the number one software to help all property managers and hosts of any sizes with any team size as well to make sure that they are managing their turnovers with ease and automation at hand. Not only does Breezeway have the best-in-class software, but they have the best-in-class field app for anyone from housekeepers to maintenance and all the above. You can handle turnover automation, inspection tasks, and any unexpected field work that might come up as we talk about in this show. So make sure you check out the link in the show notes, get our special offer from Breezeway to all of our listeners. And now let's get back to the episode. Morning, Heather. Welcome back again. Day five. I know I, I start every episode basically the same way of good morning. I'm so excited to do this with you. Or now I'm sad because it's day five, but this is a fun day. This is a fun one. Are you ready to cover what to do in order to make all of this come together and go live? Yes, absolutely. I wish I'd had all of this 20. Oh my gosh, it's so long ago. 20. Almost as, almost as long as you've been alive, Will. <laughs> I know. I regret saying my right. age on the recording. I'm like, dang it. Now she's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sharing mine. Anyhow, yeah, <laughs> I wish I'd known all of these things that we were talking about. And in fact, all of the things that you're talking to all these other great people about. I wish I'd known this when I started out because we had, we, we just had, there was nothing. There was nothing to, I mean, there was no Airbnb. Even there was no booking.com. These things didn't exist. There wasn't even, yes, there was, there was VRBO, vacation rental by owner. That came before HomeAway, before Expedia. <laughs> it's, it's all come full circle now, but I'm, I'm so pleased that we have everything here now to, to share with people to ensure that, that they have everything in place before they kick off. And this is really what this, this day five is about. You've got to have everything in place before you kick off, before your listing goes live. And because the moment you start to host somebody, they're going to have questions. They're going to have problems. They're going to be calling you about something and you've got to be prepared for it. So these are the things like, you know, you've got to have your house rules to have all your policies in place. And it sounds that, that, that sounds, you know, a little bit formal, but yeah. you need to be very, very clear on your cancellation policy. If somebody gets there and says, oh, hey, you know, I've I want to go home now because it's raining. You, you want to be very clear on how you're going to handle that. We had this in Ontario, of course, in the winter. There were times when it would, you know, people would be in place and then they get snowed in and they'd want to, they'd want to know how soon am I going to get out of there? Well, we had it in our house rules and our guidelines and our terms and conditions. What happened in the case of weather, either interrupting them getting there or even interrupting them leaving. So everything that might occur needs to be in your terms and conditions of rental. You need to have a rental agreement. And this is regardless of who you're going to list with. This rental agreement lays down your own terms and conditions, not just allowing the OTAs to, to apply theirs. So those policies would include, you know, pets, whether you allow pets. I mean, we're not going to go into service dogs. That is a completely different uh, and very lengthy topic. 
But in general, you know, are you going to allow pets? What size of pets? Are you going to charge for them, etc.? What about additional guests, additional day guests or overnight guests? I think some, something that often people forget is to put that limit of how many people they're going to have at the property. If you don't have that limit, then it leaves it wide open to as many people as want to come are going to come. So that needs to be very clearly laid out. Because if you don't have these terms and conditions of rental, you've got nothing to follow up on if you have a complaint against the guest at the end of the stay. So you, you need to have to have this understood by both parties. It is a contract after all. You've also got to have, before you start, an acceptance that things will get damaged and they will get broken. So have a think you know, reflect, what is your risk tolerance? Walls will get scuffed. You know, if you've just painted your walls, it's, it's a newly renovated property, your first guests go in there and they scuff the walls because they've turned around too quickly and they're, they're carrying a, a, a suitcase and it scratches the wall. That's going to happen. It's called, drum roll here, the cost of doing business. And you'll hear this a lot. People talk about, yeah, well, it's just the cost of doing business. And you've got to accept that there are going to be costs. People are going to break plates. They're going to break glasses. It's not the same as willful damage. It's, it's simply accidental damage. And it's really important to remember that, that when you invite people into the home, they're coming into an unfamiliar place and that they'll Things get broken and damaged because of this. Because in your own home, of course, you walk around and you know where everything is. You know when to avoid something and you, you know if that carpet is, is, is going to trip you up. I'm sure Justin Ford covered things like this. So, so just have that acceptance that, that you know, things, things will happen and you're going to have to deal with them occasionally big things will get damaged and then you'll have to deal with that as well. And that may involve asking the guest to pay for something or going to Airbnb or Verbo and instigating their damage protection policy, which they may or may not decide in your yeah. favor or not. <laughs> I was going to say for us, we actually implemented safely for stuff like that because we ate, if we, do you have the couch get destroyed or a glass breaks or anything like that? We don't have to chase down the guests now. We can just play, all right, take a picture, find the replacement on Minoan or Amazon even. Send them the link, get approved, gets paid out. So not that I'm advertising for them, but it's just been a great way to like kind of leave good terms on the guests, then also not have to like have your owners question their owner's statement, whether seeing 50 yeah. bucks here, a hundred dollars there, stuff like that. It just again make it simple as possible when when you can. Yeah, we we had what we called our accidental damage protection plan and we charged our guests $8 a day or 7.95 a day and that covered them for up to $1500 worth of accidental damage. And you know, th this is very worthwhile doing if you are a property management company, if you have a number of properties because that fund really grows. And yeah. we were able to to we were able to use it for many other many other purposes. At times, it was called the go away fund. So if some, you know, if if a guest had a complaint, rather than argue it, we were able to offer them some rebate or refund just for them to go away. Yeah, no, <laughs> it didn't, uh, didn't was, happen very often, but that that fund was there. No, those there those guests are real. And when I was in the hotel world, there was a couple of times I wish I had that go away fund. Where it's like, you know what, you are not worth me or my team's time. Let's just 
get you on out of here. And yeah, and I think I think that's an attitude that everybody needs to have because sometimes we we will look at something that's occurred and think, well, this is really unfair, and I I don't want I don't want them to get away with it. But in mm-hmm. fact, the time taken and the stress involved in holding your position when it can so easily be moved on is uh, it was no contest in the end and we we gave all our staff a certain amount of you know you have this certain amount this is your discretionary fund if you feel that uh, it's best to give somebody a refund and it's within that discretionary fund then just go ahead and do it no argument i was going to ask you on the side of this very popular topic these days in 2022 for all of our listeners it is january 2023 so we're recording in december 2022 not too far away and the fact of cleaning fees and the checkout instructions what's your thoughts on that because a lot of people are now guests especially they're <laughs> going online and now they're they're dogging on airbnbs quote unquote or vacation rental property managers and saying that the checkout fees are or the cleaning fees are too high with a very long list of to-dos yeah, this is this is an interesting one because, as you know, you know, my, my I started my business over twenty years ago, and at that time, there was no such thing as cleaners, certainly in our neck of the woods. So guests had to leave the property in an as-found condition. So wow. we'll provide you with the vacuum cleaner and all the cleaning stuff, and you will take the marks off the windows and clean the floors and clean the toilets and the wash basins wow. and it. And and if you don't do that, then you'll be charged your damage deposit, which we, you know, we used to take a damage deposit. We were actually one of the first companies in Ontario said, no, 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 you don't get you don't ask people who just who who've just spent seven days on vacation to spend the last 10 hours of it cleaning toilets, because we all know it's it's all about first impressions and last impressions. Those are the ones that you always remember, and you don't want the last impression to be of a of a cleaning nature. However, it is a tough one. It really is very area dependent as well. I, th- I think we still had a checkout list, which included things like turning the turning the heat down and closing the windows, and always leaving clean kitchen counters. And I know that I've I've seen some of those remarks when people say, you know. I'd, I don't. Ex- I shouldn't expect to have to do my dishes. Well, of course you do. You can do your dishes before you leave. You you can't. And you know, I, I don't know whether it's changed in hotels. Will, but I I I remember being in a hotel a while back, and there was a message there that says, you know, please leave the clean kitchen counter. Just put everything in the dishwasher. Uh, I don't think that's that that's an issue as far as cleaning fees being added. I always add to having everything included in the price. So if, if the price is $1,000 a week, then that includes, your, if you charge a pet fee, it includes a pet fee, it includes a cleaning fee. And the only fees on top should be the taxes. I, th- I think when I understand why people get upset when they get to that checkout and that first figure that they've seen is just inflated almost 100%. You know, we've talked about it on other shows and other podcasts, but there's like, you know, maybe there should be dynamic cleaning fees where it's like, hey, staying for two nights you don't need to pay 150 bucks it could be 75 or and find a way to embed that 
kind of like you said, into the rate, because that's what I hate to say that we're comparing apples to oranges, but hotels, they do that with some of their resort fees or, you know, sometimes they have a tourism tax that is only in that city because that city implements a new tax law or whatever it might be. They roll it up in there. And then at the end of the day, at the front desk, you're looking at this folio of a guest checking out and you see all these fees that they don't see, but it was in their rate. It's kind yeah. of... Yeah. I mean, I would, I would argue about a different, you know, a, a clean, a clean costs exactly the same whether somebody stays a day or whether they stay a week it's it's the same cost maybe a little bit more if you know it might be half an hour more but in in general they're going to do the same turnover or at least the cleaners are going to charge the same and of course the issue after covid is that cleaners were able to charge twice three times as much as they did previously and and that hasn't backed off so somehow, yeah, that, that, that it, it's a big issue that I think everybody's going to have to face in 2023 is how do you, you know, can you roll, drop your prices somewhat and roll your cleaning fees into your, into your nightly rate? I know we've covered a lot and I'm curious to hear one final question that wasn't prepared fully for you, but more in the sense of there's a big difference, as we know, from someone who has one property to maybe say two to three to then 10, so on and so forth. We're talking about policies. We're talking about digital guidebooks, insurance or go away funds, all that stuff. What would you suggest someone who is in that beginning stage and they are hearing all this? How do they dissect it? Do they need to implement all the stuff right away or do they need to anticipate it as they grow? Oh, that's an interesting one, you know, because we're talking about scaling here and some of the things scale scale better than others. To me, regardless of whether you start with you've got one property or, or a dozen properties, it's knowing your location, knowing your business, knowing your guests and doing the research that comes beforehand. Quite honestly, with the technology that's there right now, it really doesn't matter whether you've got one property or 10, because a lot of the work, you know, a lot of the work that we used to do manually way back when it's is now done on an automated basis because it's you know with more properties it's communication that's takes up the time it's talking to people and but you know a lot of it can be done with automated communication with text messaging which is a lot of it is now automated it's it's not as tough as it used to be to scale upwards but certainly you everybody from the very beginning has to do this research and and once you've got one in place it makes it a lot easier to get the second and then the third. This really is the theme of back to the basics. If you nail this once, yeah, you can keep growing. You can co not copy and paste because there's going to be some things you tweak, but at least you have the fundamentals down. You know how to go into it. That's the big thing. Yeah, it's why it's why we called our our company vac the vacation rental formula, because it's once you had the formula for the first you apply it to the next one and then the next one. And then the course is going, it's not, as you say, copy, paste, rinse, rinse and repeat. It's not as easy as that, but it does make it easier. Very well said. I have nothing else to add to that. So on that <laughs> note, we are going to close out this whole week of operations and back to the basics. Heather, you are so much fun to do this with. So thank you for bringing all of your years of knowledge and expertise into, I would say, probably the shortest podcast I've ever done in my life in the sense of these <laughs> daily 10 minute to 12 minute, maybe a couple of these ones might be 13 or 14, but either way, short form episodes. So it's been such a pleasure to record with you and I thank you so much for your time. I've enjoyed it immensely, Will, and we will talk again soon.